Hello, everyone. We are back with another episode of Balls, Sticks, and Fist. It's your favorite show without an intro, and we are live. I'm your host, Keaton, joined by my co-host, Sam. Sam, how are you doing on this fine Thursday? Good, man. Excited for another week of college football. It's not going to be as good as last week, but college football always comes through. It's it's funny. It's funny you say that, Sam, because like looking at this slate, it's not it's like not it's like, you know, it's not a good slate. There's not like any like marquee matchups, but there are some good matchups on the board that like are kind of flying under the, the radar. And I think like the reason people are like kind of sleeping on this week is next week. Yeah, next, next week's next, a dog. Next week's kind of like you look at that schedule and it's like, all right, I know where I'm going to be for 15 hours in my day, right on, <laughs> right on that couch in front of five TVs. Yeah. I mean, this week would be good like any other year, but those teams like Florida and Tennessee, they just, I mean, Tennessee's still good, but Florida just isn't what they normally are. Pitt, West Virginia, just kind of on a down year. I mean, they're still good matchups, but they're just not top 25 teams. See, look, I'm gonna make a little comparison here. So, as like a MMA fan, whenever like the UFC <clears throat> has like a really big card coming up, usually leading up to the card, the big card, like they'll have like you know their fight nights, and like the fight night cards are like not as stacked. Like they're like, you know, some people you haven't heard of, and it's like, man, this like card kind of like sucks. But the card usually lives up to like it like exceeds expectations like so greatly and it's just banger after banger so i think that's going to be this weekend for college football i think we're going to have like some good games i could be totally wrong and we could just have like some one side games and we just get on to next week i think i think you're right i think there'll be good games but i just don't know if there's going to be any real upsets like we had last week i mean last week it wasn't like real like yeah texas dog walk bama but i mean anytime bama loses it's just like whoa yeah but they just lost i think people kind of seen it coming though yeah i mean i did i mean people yeah i didn't we'll get into that in a little but like people look at texas versus bama last year and like texas would have won if quinn didn't get hurt like (laughs) you know yeah they just didn't have bryce young this year which was very evident all right, on topic. So, little breakdown of this this week's episode. Um, this is episode fourteen, technically fifteen, because me and Sam recorded an episode on Tuesday, and we had some technical issues where the file just would not convert to a MP4 file at all. So, uh, we kind of had to like reshoot. But it's Thursday now, and no one cares about last week's games. We're focused on this week's games, so we're gonna like. Quickly recap uh, week three, technically, right? Is it week three? Week two. Week two. Week zero. Yeah. All right. Tomato, tomato. So we're going to quickly recap that because, like I said, we're on to next week already. Uh, we just made a Twitter. You can follow us at Balls, Sticks, Fist. Um, that's the username. And, yeah, without further ado, without wasting any time, Let's get it cracking. Um, so the game that we mostly want to talk about is Texas at Bama. Uh, Texas won 34 to 24. What were your thoughts on the game? Um, I think 
Bama has some serious QB troubles, and their their offensive line isn't as dominant as they usually are. I mean, they couldn't really run the ball for anything. And uh, that defense, I think Quinn Ewers just shredded them. I think they're pretty overrated. I think Bama might have two to three losses if they get in the SEC championship game. See, it's interesting that you say that they have a major problem at quarterback. I think – so Saban was on Pat McAfee today, and they asked him about the quarterback play. And he goes, I think the quarterback gets too much credit for when the team's doing well, and I think they get blamed too much when a team's not doing well. So he, like – he laid it out. He said if players around him aren't playing as good, like, it's going to, like, show. So I think that was kind of like a shot at, like, all around the offense. So I I don't think they're going to be turning on Jalen anytime soon. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, last year they only had two losses, and it was basically because they had Bryce Young on that offense. That offense was not good at all. And this year they don't have that type of quarterback, so I feel like it's going to be even worse. Yeah, I, I agree. But I think Texas might be <clears> – Texas might be – Texas might be legit. I mean, they got – I. Do you see any holes on Texas? Like, no, not the not from that game. But it's also only week two, so yeah, they might have peaked too early. <laughs> Just a little bit, because once you once you reach the peak, the only way the only way to go is down. So, <laughs> yep. I think uh, I think as long as well, it's not like. I think Steve Sarkeesian will be able to keep like the Texas boys leveled a little bit, but I think they're, I think, I think they're going to have either a close game, like a close game. You think they're going to lose? Yeah. Or they're going to like trip over their feet. Yeah. Cause look at their schedule ahead. That's pretty much all that can happen. Cause I don't think anybody's that good. I mean, Oklahoma, but they're not the old Oklahoma. Yeah, but that is what the what do they call it? The Red River like brawler something. Red River rivalry, yeah. Yeah. So that's always gonna be a game. And then they also <clears> have can <throat> they have Kansas uh coming to town also. Yeah, who were we're both pretty high on Kansas, right? Oh yeah, I'm very high on Kansas. I've been high on Kansas since last year. Yeah. I think that's... you see them both them in the Big Twelve Championship bull prediction. Yeah, I think uh Watching Kansas against Illinois last Friday, it was like, this is a team, you know? Yeah, they have a lot of guys on offense, that's for sure. And the defense looked so much better from last year. I mean, it is Illinois, but they were flying yeah. around and getting to the quarterback. They had a couple hiccups, but when they needed to stop, they got it, you know? Yeah, which was very different from last year because they would score 40 and give up, like, 50 in their losses. Yeah. I mean, like, Illinois, like, came out with that, like, two-minute drill before half, and then Kansas immediately responded, like, yeah. with a snap. And then, and then yeah, it looked like Illinois was slowly going to crawl back in that game, but. I mean, Kansas got, got a little stale on offense after a while because they were up so much, and Illinois well, almost made it a game, but it, it was never really close. Yeah, well, Daniels is dealing with that uh, back tightness, so they're, like, trying to limit yeah. him a little bit so we haven't seen like the full full Kansas O because they're like they don't want to run him that much early on yeah well, he'll be ready for 
Texas in a couple weeks because I think they got Nevada this week, so you should be fine. Yeah. All right. Um, Oregon 38, Texas Tech uh, 30. Uh, I mean, what do you think? I mean, it's kind of what we expected, a high-scoring game. Oregon pulled away late. I mean, I, mean, I never two- thought they were going to lose, really. I mean, if Texas Tech's quarterback doesn't, like, throw it, you know, throw that pick six with, like, 40 seconds left, who who knows? We could be talking a totally different story. Yeah. Texas Tech might have a rough year. And they had a lot of – they had a lot going for them in the the offseason, you know? Yeah, they were pretty hooked up going into the year. But there's there's still – they still got 10 weeks to play. Yeah. And they just picked up a five star receiver too for in the recruiting. But yeah, I, I just seen that, yeah. Nebraska fourteen at Colorado thirty six. Uh I mean, can can Jeff Sims stop turning over the ball? Yeah, that's the, it's a, their <laughs> offense is a dumpster fire. <laughs> It's sad because their defense is actually good. Yeah, I mean they kept their defense kept them in the game for a while, but there's only so much you can do with self-inflicted wounds. Yeah, I mean they held them down for a half, and I mean you can't hold down that offense for an entire game. Yeah, Iowa twenty, Iowa State thirteen. Um, I don't know if uh, Iowa's going to reach that uh, twenty-five points per game this season. <laughs> If they they have to score at least like forty five this week to reach it, I think. I just I just don't see it happening. Um, Notre Dame forty five at NC State twenty four, like an hour and a half weather delay. Um, Sam Hartman for Heisman. That could be a good like sneaky bet. I think like you still get good value out of that right now, and you would yeah. want to get it before the Ohio State game because if they the Ohio beat him, State, he's yeah. He's gonna soar. Yeah, Ohio. They got what? Ohio State, USC, uh, Clemson, and Clemson, which yeah. is a little more down than we thought. Yeah, but he's definitely got. He definitely will have the opportunities to make his case for Heisman. Oh yeah, for sure. Will it happen? Uh, probably not. But <laughs> uh, Utah twenty at Baylor thirteen. Uh, I mean Utah put a put like a drive of drive of their life. Uh, eight minute drive to, yeah to go go and uh, tie the game and then they got that interception and then right yeah 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 yeah, yeah they yeah, got yeah. the interception and scored dude it's like the, the these games almost happened a week ago and i'm trying to like remember what happened <laughs> <laughs> well because baylor almost like they drove it down to the 20 yard line and then was scored yeah i know that i mean people were calling for that to be pi but i think that would have been a little soft pi i don't know I don't know. It, I text, was, it was PI, but I don't know if you can call that. that. I know. Like, I texted you. I was like, PI? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, App State 34 at UNC 40. Um, this was definitely the UNC of last year. I mean, they showed flashes of the new UNC against uh, South Carolina week one, and then we got UNC from last year. Yeah. I mean, I'm still high on UNC. I think that was just like, I mean, dude, that was a big I, win last week in the way they won. Yeah, but I feel like that was a little bit of a hangover. Their defense, like, you know, 
shuts down like an explosive offense in South Carolina and then let up like 500 yards of offense to App State. I know. We'll we'll see this week because if they let up a lot of points versus Minnesota, then their defense is still the same. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess we'll see. Ole Miss 37 at Tulane 20. Um, I mean, God, it, it took it took Ole Miss a while to like kind of wake up. Yeah, because you're like I watching mean, you're watching the flow of the game and in the first half. You're like Tulane like might pull this one off without their starting quarterback. Maybe like hearing that the starting quarterback was out, like they didn't have as much juice because they were like. Uh, we're just gonna win this game, but I mean, in the second half, they look good, and their defense actually looked good for once, which is a plus. I mean, they had a quick score. I was like, "Oh, yep, this is the way it's gonna go," and then like their offense kind of like stalled in the first half. I was like, "Come on now." Yeah, I mean they they got a click, and like honestly, not even really like probably towards the end of the third quarter, fourth quarter, they actually started clicking because they were kind of dead at the beginning of that third. Yeah. Don't you think it's weird Spencer Sanders went to Ole Miss to sit on the bench? Yeah, I t- I was saying that at the beginning of the year. I don't. I never thought he was going to play, and I I don't know. That's just a weird move. Especially you see what Oklahoma State's <clears throat> doing with their quarterback situation. They're playing like a three quarterback system, and like yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> it's, I, like out of all the schools, he chose someone that had like a solidified like starter already. Yeah, it didn't doesn't make any sense. Uh, Texas A&M going on the road at the worst college environment ever at Miami. They lost 48-33. to 33. Miami might be back, man. Uh, that's a little easy on that. I'm I'm ready to say Texas is back. I'm not ready to say Miami's back. Uh, I mean, I think Texas A&M actually didn't play that bad. I think Miami was just a better football team. I mean, we're finally seeing Tyler Van Dyke, like, play like yeah up to, i mean up he to actually has poten- an offensive line yeah up to his potential so that's exciting to see um you see what jimbo came out and said about them clapping at the line yeah it's I like mean, dude i mean i've seen like refs usually call that so like yeah they're they right there they're right there so like i don't know like, that didn't stop him from putting up 48 points. So, I don't know first, what you're t- complaining about. First off, you sure wouldn't be using a clap cadence. That stadium's quiet. You can just yeah. use you can use, a, <laughs> you can use your, you know? Yeah. There's If if they, like, came to the sideline and said, yeah, the linebackers keep on clapping. It's, like, throwing off our, like, cadence and stuff. Switch the cadence. Yeah, and maybe they can not give up 48 points. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they still scored 33 <laughs> points. Yeah, I mean, it's just funny, like, Texas A&M, like, last year with all the hype, like, starting, like, whatever they were, like, top five, and then, like... I'm I'm still not out on them this year because I think Miami was just better. I think Texas A&M is still a pretty good football team. Well, Jimbo finally swallowed his pride and uh, got, like, a real OC to, like, call the plays. Yeah, they, they actually didn't look bad. Because what Bobby Petrino's calling the plays now, I think. Yeah. So I think that's right. So at least he's like seeing like the faults and stuff, but I don't I think it's gonna I don't know if Jimbo's the person for the for the job. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll find out as the season goes on. Wisconsin twenty two, 
at Washington State 31. We talked about this on Tuesday, obviously. I love I I liked Washington State last year and I continue to like them this year. Yeah, I mean, when I took Wisconsin, I I was completely undermining uh Cam Ward. Wisconsin's defense blows this year kind of. Yeah, Fickles Luke Fickles like kind of like having a struggle. I mean, again, we can't hold that against him. He came in the first year, you don't have all your guys, but I mean, he I got, was expecting he got, him to be better than that. He got a lot of his guys from. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to give a coach like two to three years before you can start complaining. I mean, now nowadays you can turn around quick with the transfer portal. That's if but, you that's if you utilize it like that. Yeah. Um. Oh no. We kind of talked about this. Washington State still without a home for next year. <clears throat> yeah, that's it's weird. I'm assuming they'll join the like Big Twelve or something. I don't know. I don't. I don't know where else they could go. I mean, I th- ACC. I don't think. I don't think that's an ACC team. Yeah, I feel like if a conference like want wanted them, like Oregon State's still homeless too, right? Yeah, and they're both like top twenty-five football teams this year. I mean, I would. T- <laughs> I can't believe Stanford and Cal found a home before. <laughs> I know they before stinking everything, but. You know, academically, kind of carry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do for sure, especially up to like you know the ACC standard. Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about last week? No, that's. I mean, well, this week we got uh the stuff with Mel Tucker. We can save that for later, though. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I got that at the end. Um, sorry guys, that was kind of a quick recap. It's kind of hard to. I mean, these games happened last Saturday, and we recorded an episode on Tuesday, and it's like kind of hard to like re-record an episode of stuff you already talked about. One blank, you know, it's like on to next week. So, uh, Sam went five and two on his gambling picks. He had Kansas minus three against Illinois, Notre Dame minus seven and a half against NC State, Nebraska money line against Colorado, L Miami plus four W, Iowa minus four. Texas plus seven and Wisconsin minus six. Sam, you're seeing the board well, way better than yeah. I am. Yeah, I mean, this week I'm. I don't love as much as I have the past two weeks. I'll say that. I love the board this week. Like it's take it's it's take me a while to get into it this year. You know, I just really want to see everything. You know, yeah. I went. I think it's because like a lot of these teams that are playing in the, like the bigger games per se. Or teams that still have a lot of question marks. Yeah, I went two for two. No, not two for two. I went. I went two and two. Uh, <laughs> I had uh, Ole Miss minus seven and a half, Iowa minus three and a half, Bama minus seven, and UNC minus eighteen and a half. So, uh, I yeah, that's that's enough of that. But uh, our team card did not do too well. One and two. Uh, the lay did not hit. We had Notre Dame minus four and a half against uh, minus four and a half in the first half against NC State. That hit um, Ole Miss minus five and a half against Tulane in the first half. Miss Oregon versus Texas Tech over at 68 and a half L. So I I think we're going to start seeing some green here. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, last week we were or two weeks ago, we were one off. 
and this week, I mean, we missed, but we didn't miss by much. I I think I think we're on the on the crisp of something very special. I feel yeah. it. <laughs> I, I I got my spidey tingle, you know. This is the week. This is we're cashing we're cashing big this week. Uh, Sam overall this year is nine and four. So how many units is how what is that? Are you? At, a, I mean, are you doing like? That's up five units so far. I mean, so I'm I'm taking them all you straight. Do, on the straights, are you doing units on each? Yeah, yeah. Uh, last week I had two on Kansas and two on Notre Dame. Oh, okay. So probably about like yeah, seven, probably, eight. Yeah, yeah. Those were those were good plays on those ones. Uh, so we're gonna get into some week three games. Uh, starting us off on Friday <clears throat> night, we got Virginia at Maryland. Maryland's minus fourteen and a half at home. Uh, Virginia is looking for their first road win against a Big Ten opponent since 2011. Um, overall, they're five and three, and they're its last eight against the Big Ten. Um, they're coming off kind of a heartbreaker at home against James Madison. They literally, yeah, that, that was bad. They they were up like eleven, I think. In the they were up, they were up by a decent amount, and they just couldn't finish. They were also down like seventeen to seven early, though. Yeah, so Virginia looking to put four quarters up, and it was uh, it was a game that they I think they really wanted at home, and it just didn't go their way. It's like yeah, I mean James Madison is a good football team though. So, dude, these guys these guys got to stop these P fives got to stop scheduling App State James Madison. I I know it's just it's terrible. (sighs) Hold up. I I want to look at this real fast because James Madison's got another yeah James Madison at Troy this week it might be a good game yeah because uh who did Troy just play tough well Troy just got his brakes beat off them by uh, Kansas State Kansas State yeah was that last week I think it was last week yeah uh, I thought they played somebody good no 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 but Troy Troy's like supposed to be like a good like you know yeah they're always solid yeah yeah and that's why that kansas state dominating them is like has me feeling confident about kansas state this week i know i just we'll we'll get into that yeah yeah on on track on track i think the key to this game is talia uh to his little brother uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) talia tug of uh, I think that's, there you go, Sam. You're my you're my ad lib guy. <laughs> um, I think that's the key. He's obviously the quarterback for Maryland, so obviously he's going to play an important role. Role, but uh, their use of the run game is going to be important. I think, yeah, UVA's average given up like five yards a clip in the run game in their first two games. So if Maryland can implement their run game and then, uh. Tolia likes to use his uh, tight ends also. So I think they'll they'll run and pop to the tight ends. I think it's going to open up Virginia's defense. Yeah, last week they um, they started off real slow and bad against Charlotte, but they turned it on in this, the fourth quarter. It didn't really worry me. I'm still, I still like uh, Maryland to go like eight and three this year. I think they lose to the 
you know, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, but I think they pretty much win the rest. See, I think – I don't know. I kind of got a sour taste in my mouth about Maryland playing on Friday nights. Because I remember I was on a Maryland – I was on a Maryland train against Iowa like two years ago. <laughs> and I think Talia threw like five picks. Yeah, I mean, I think – I don't know. He's He's gotten better each year. They had yeah. a good year last year. I mean, did you see what he said in the preseason? He said, yeah, I had like some like big schools like coming off me, some big NIL money to leave Maryland. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you probably did with the way the portal works now. Yeah. But if I would be on this game, I'd like – I think Virginia's going to cover. Uh, Maryland is actually like probably my favorite play of the weekend. Yeah, I'm just on – I don't know. I could see like Maryland like covering easy, especially Virginia coming off like a roller coaster of like emotions in that James Madison game. But I, I don't think know. Maryland might actually be a good like good atmosphere that Friday Friday night too. It definitely wasn't good atmosphere against Charlotte. Oh no, but I think I think they get up for uh Virginia, you know. Virginia has a tough stretch, man. They started with Tennessee. Then the James Madison. Now they go at Maryland. Yeah, I mean, they lost their quarterback to the portal too. So, yeah, I mean, I think they're kind of doing. Uh, I think they have a true, true freshman now. I think came in and yeah, got, I, I forget his name. I think I like I seen something on TikTok. I was like, good, good to know. <laughs> I I all right. On to the next game, Penn State. Unless you got anything else to say about Virginia at Maryland, I know it's your favorite game of the week. We'll get into that yeah. a little later, but yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing more. This is like one of my favorite plays: Penn State minus fourteen and a half at Illinois. It's kind of a trappy game, uh, but I, after watching Illinois, like Toledo took them to the horn. <laughs> And then they get like the break speed off them at Kansas. Like I don't see what Illinois has to offer Penn State. Yeah, and the I mean it was against Delaware, but the offense is rolling. I think they go in there and handle business. They they just got to get up early, you know, put them away. Because if they let them in that game, that I feel like Illinois can get dangerous. Penn State just needs to stay focused and take care of business because they know what next week is. Next week's like wide out like this is why this is an interesting week because there's a lot of look ahead games yeah it, it's a lot point. of it's a lot of look what we have next week you know yeah so it's all about it's all about you know staying week to week and like getting up and doing your job yeah i think they'll go in there and handle business pretty easily i mean you're the penn state guy what do you any any other thoughts on no i think i think the I mean, from watching Illinois' offense last week, I think their defense is going to shut them down and they'll be able to run the ball all day on them. Yeah, I just don't I just don't see what Illinois has to offer. Um, next game, LSU minus nine and a half going to Mississippi State. Uh, this is actually interesting because when uh, Mike Leach was head coach, rest in peace, you know, he's known for like the air raid, you know, spreading it out. Yeah. And now their their whole offensive approach is like flipped. They're like a physical like running team. Um I saw a stat like I think their like passing attempts is like really low this year. 
I forget. I the, well, they they only had like twenty one or twenty two last week, I think. Yeah, like they're they're not going to like raid out the ball. So with this game, I don't know. It might that might. I don't know. I like Mississippi State to at least cover in this game. Yeah. They have a good. They have a pretty good defense, and uh, I mean they took they went to overtime with Arizona, but if you watch that game, it was pretty much mostly Mississippi Mississippi State and the big plays. I don't know. I I, I like Mississippi State. I I'm not. I'm kind of off the Clemson train. I mean uh, LSU train already. Yeah, I mean Mississippi State averaging two hundred like. 20 rushing yards in their first two games. So you definitely know what their approach is going to be. And then LSU bounced back last week against Grambling, you know, 72 yeah, to 10. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I don't know. I'm with you on that. I like Mississippi State plus the points at home, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kind of like a weird game. Virginia Tech at Rutgers. Rutgers favored by six and a half. Um, I don't know. You said that you what do you think? I think Rutgers is actually a pretty good team this year, at least from watching them. I mean, the week one, I was just like, maybe Northwestern's just that bad, but they did go in and beat up on Utah, who was actually supposed to be pretty decent. Like, they played UTSA tough, right? That was that was their week one, UTSA. Uh, hold on, I know because UTSA to- is pretty good. They had I know uh, no, they them. had uh UTEP played uh, uh where's that Jackson State week zero. Jackson State. Okay. Well I don't know. They were supposed to I know they were supposed to be pretty good. I mean Jackson State, I don't know anything about them, but Northwestern was only like three and a half point favorites, I think, against Utah. Yeah, I know, and they blew them out. Yeah. That's why I'm, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. We'll see. But I think Rucker, at least from the eye test, I think they look like they're a pretty solid football team. You know, they play defense and run yeah. the ball. You know, you know Shiano's going to have the defense ready. It's just that offense sometimes with Rutgers. Yeah. And I don't think Virginia Tech is good at all. I mean, they lost against in like a rain fest against Purdue last week, but. I like I like uh I like Purdue so Hudson Card. Yeah. Which side yeah, would, I, which side would you be on? Rutgers minus six and a half? Yeah, I would definitely take the Rutgers minus six and a half. I don't know. I don't know. Six and a half is a lot of points for Rutgers. It is, but I don't know. I think they I I think they handle them pretty easily. Yeah. Uh next game, Kansas State minus three and a half heading into Missouri. I, yeah, we're on opposite sides for this. Yeah, one. I I love Kansas State in this game. And I really like Missouri money run. I think the SEC's troubles in out of conference like marquee matchups is going to continue. They have to win one, man. It ain't going to be this one. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really like uh, Missouri's defense. They had a really good year last year. I mean. They almost beat Georgia at home last year. And okay, it's pretty yeah. much the same returning roster. I mean, I, I think Missouri finds a way to win this game. I think Kansas State's going to get pressure on Mizzou's uh, quarterback. I think it's going to – I think they're going to be able to run the ball on Mizzou. I think they're going to be 
able to do a lot. So I'm heavy. I'm heavy on Kansas State. Yeah, that's what I figured. And they've been taking care of business. Yeah, they have. I'm. J- I just need to see them play. I mean, Troy's decent, but I need them to say play a real opponent first because they they did lose a lot of guys. Yeah. Next game, my South Carolina Gamecocks that I was so high on traveling to Georgia. Uh, Georgia's minus 27 and a half. Uh, is this Georgia's first real test of the season? I mean, yeah, but is it really going to be a test? I don't think. I don't know. They've been starting so slow in like the first half lately. Yeah, and they do have a new quarterback, but I don't know. I think Georgia still handles business. I mean, I have it written down here. Ball State held them to like 99 rushing yards on like 29 attempts. So I think yeah, Georgia's, Georgia's going to need to establish the run. I mean, there's it's no question that Georgia's going to be able to control the, the line of scrimmage against South Carolina. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, mean, I, I can't take South Carolina with the way that they looked week one. Let's go. I'm going to go down memory lane. About two years ago, Arkansas has, you know, having a pretty good start to the season. They're heading into Georgia. And I'm like, all I'm all over Arkansas. I'm like, dude, Arkansas is gonna beat Georgia. And I remember I placed like couple unit play on Arkansas against Georgia, and Georgia just dismantled them at home. I was like, Yep. I remember I was yeah. at I was I was up at Penn State for Penn State versus Indiana. And I remember checking my phone and, <laughs> and it was just a beat down. I was like, boy, was I wrong. And I feel like uh like I like South Carolina plus the points, but I just just that just going down memory lane, I think Georgia's gonna I think this is the game that like wakes them up and they like they should they remember they uh uh they remind everyone who they are. Yeah, yeah, that, I think that's the type of game this will be for sure. Um Brock Bowers, Georgia's tied in yet to find the end zone this year. Yeah, that is kind of weird. I didn't even realize that because they I haven't even paid attention to their games, honestly, because they played. Yeah, they played terrible teams. Yeah, same thing uh, with Michigan. Yeah, um, Lad McConkey, who's supposed to be like Georgia's like star receiver. Yeah, re- he had a knee injury last year. Yeah, he's rehabbing like a back injury right now. That's not good. So because if he's if he's out again, it's, that's I think big. I think. Uh, the streets are saying he's most likely going to be unavailable. That's what I've heard from my sources inside inside Google, you know. <laughs> is that a 3.30 game or is that noon? I think it's 3.30, I think. I okay. could – I don't know. But uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to play anything because that's too big of a point spread. But I, I like Georgia to handle business. I got Georgia on the upside alert. Don't be surprised if the Gamecocks pull one off here. Okay, that's that's a bold take. Yeah, I got I I'm riding with I'm riding with the Gamecocks until until the end. <laughs> I love Beamer Ball, you know. Yeah. Expect like an onside kick. Expect a fake punt. Expect something to get that momentum going for uh for South Carolina. That's what they're gonna have to do because they can't. Match I mean, up, they they did know. it against UNC and it freaking didn't help. <laughs> 
Next game is <laughs> Minnesota at UNC. UNC's minus seven and a half. Fun fact, first game played between these two schools. Uh, I think I think UNC rolls. Dude, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to get fooled by the week one. Because yeah. week week two, that's the UNC I know. True. So but Minnesota, I mean, from what I've seen from Nebraska, Minnesota to Nebraska, Colorado, I think Minnesota might be just as bad. Dude, like if UNC like went out and took care of business last week, I'd be all over UNC. But like it's like yeah. it's like which which UNC is gonna show up? The one that gives up five hundred yards of offense or the one that shuts down an offense and then puts up points. Yeah, I mean, I, I like UNC. I think that might be a blessing in disguise that they played close because now got us a seven and a half point spread. Sure. Might be free money. From you watching Minnesota, because I didn't watch that Thursday. I didn't watch them last week, and I didn't watch them uh, the Thursday game against Nebraska. Do they have a run game? Um. They couldn't really run the ball at all on uh, Nebraska, but Nebraska's defense actually yeah. is not that bad. Their quarterback is that uh, tall, six foot five dude, the Calcamanius or whatever his name was mm-hmm. from last year. He took over for Tanner Morgan. Uh, I don't think he's very good. That's what makes me love this even more. Well, because UNC let up two nineteen on the ground against the App State, so yeah, they they ran the ball twenty five times for fifty five yards against Nebraska. What about what about last week? Um, they played Eastern Michigan twenty five six was final score, and they ran for two ninety six, but they also ran the ball sixty times. Yeah. Uh... UNC at minus seven halves kind of enticing. You know what's even yeah. more enticing? UNC first half spread. Minus four and a half. Yeah. I like them all. I think I think UNC rules pretty easily. You know what I like better? Washington minus 16 at Michigan State. Yeah, Michigan State's a dumpster fire right now. And Washington's rolling. Yeah, like, I just... Uh, I just don't know what Michigan State is going to do on, on, yeah, all, on, on all facets, on the football field, off the football field. Um, I was not, already pretty low on Michigan State coming into the year, and this just does not help. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Mark Antonio comes in and, like, I don't know. Well, he's the troops. We said this, like, Mel Tucker owes everything to Kenneth Walker. Yeah, I mean, without that one year, I mean – Where'd uh, where'd they get Mel Mel from again? What school did he come over from? It was uh, I forget. It was uh, dude, it's on the tip of my. It was uh, where'd he come? Wisconsin? No, no, (laughs) that's where (laughs) I was gonna say he came from. Uh, hold on, this is frustrating. Uh, yeah, it was yeah, and that's where it was. He was only a head coach for one year. <clears throat> yeah, they pulled, they like plucked him right out. Yeah, he but, played at Wisconsin. That's what it was. 
but I don't know. I like yeah. Pen Penix isn't gonna be like, oh, we're going like like you know, he's he's from the Big Ten. He was at Indiana for years. Like it's yeah. not like maybe there might be like a little like you know, going from the coast to like Washington to Michigan State. Little travel, little travel bug, but I think Washington's gonna be all over Sparty. Yeah, I'd agree. And Auburn, it's gonna be interesting to see like how the Sparty like fans show out too. You know, with a with a scandal going on in their program. <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah. Well, this is the football team now. <laughs> it's it's weird to think about Michigan State because they had that year with Reed, uh, Kenneth Walker, Peyton Thorne, and they like made it to New Year Six, and then like. It's just, just collapsed. It's it's been all down, and that's and that's like the the thing about building a team through the portal too. Yeah, like he really didn't have any foundation. Like he got, you know, players that were gonna. I mean, Thorne and Reed were back the following year, but yeah, they still couldn't do anything. Kenneth Walker was like that entire offense. Yeah, and it like when they went up against like. Remember they went up against Ohio State and Ohio State they were just like shut down, you know. And they yeah. like they like yeah. that was like an ass whooping. Yeah, they're they're still bad. They're even worse this year. I mean, Washington sixteen run is the play. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully Michigan State grabs Narduzzi. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Hopefully. I mean, I don't think I don't know. Narduzzi's Narduzzi got a nice little contract from Pitt after KP saved his saved his coaching career. Yeah, that's why I don't I don't think he'll leave Pitt. We'll get into that a little later, but Tennessee minus six and a half traveling to Florida. Um, Joe Milton, the lights are gonna be shining bright in uh in Gainesville. So we'll see we'll see what. Joe Milton shows up. Yeah, I, I'm not touching this game at all. I, I I do not know what to expect from this game. I love Florida money line. I think Florida wins. I can see it, but again, I thought they would be decent coming into week one, and that offense was brutal. I mean, it's all going to come down to uh, they're not going to be able to, like, air it out and win this game. They're going to really have to control the game with ETN and uh, Montrell Johnson Jr. And if they can get like the run game going, and then it's going to open up some things in the passing game, and then I think they're going to be able to... Yeah, and and they are at home, so... That's what I'm saying. They're at home. And the last time Graham Mertz and Joe Milton went to -to head-to-head, Wisconsin beat the fuck out of Michigan, so... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they struggled with Austin P last week. So, yeah, like I, I think Tennessee's still like searching for their identity. You know, they can't. Yeah, such a they're high... trying to be the team from last year. Yeah, and they just don't have the assets to like do that. They're not the same team. Yeah, you know, you don't got a Jalen Hyde to run past freaking the whole defense, and it's just a totally different team. So I like Florida money line and plus the points. Yeah, I like nothing. 
quick little hitter here. Syracuse minus two and a half traveling to Purdue. I love Purdue this game. I really do. I haven't watched any of the either of these teams probably, but I do like Hudson Card. And they did beat Tech last week. I'm not taking anything, but I, I, I would pick Purdue to win that game. At Purdue. Um I know Purdue lost against Fresno State guys, but it was a freaking shootout, all right. And last year that was a heartbreaker. They lost it at, at Syracuse. Yeah, I think I had Syracuse that game. Cause I <laughs> dude, it was hard. It was hard for me not to bet. I love Syracuse. Like the past two seasons, I love Syracuse. Mainly because the running back, uh, Sean Tucker, could get on yeah. Twitter after his game. 13 carries with 110 yards. I am not pleased with my performance. <laughs> Yeah, he was a dog. But the tide's turning, and I just like Purdue. Game of the week. Just kidding, not game of the week. Uh, Biggest question mark of the week. Pitt traveling into Morgantown at West Virginia. This line's totally flipped um, after Pitt's performance last week against Cincinnati. West Virginia's minus two and a half. I don't know what's going to happen in this game. I don't – it's the biggest question mark of the week. Pitt looked, like, terrible last week. Play calling, terrible. Um, their defense, like, let up some big runs early, but they kind of, like, locked it. They clamped it down in the second half, and uh, their offense just couldn't get, like, anything going. Yeah, I mean, West Virginia's secondary is terrible, but I am not convinced that, as of now, that Pitt can throw the ball consistently. I think it's just going to be both teams trying to pound the rock. I don't know. You would think that then Pitt comes out their first possession in Cincinnati and, like, throws it three straight times. And then their best running backs not getting, like, as many carries. Like, Hammond, Hammond Jr., he's, like, yeah. not, they're, like, not feeding him the rock. It's, like, it's weird. Well, but I think they realize they have to now. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Narduzzi in a big game. You know this. You know how this ends. <laughs> I mean, I, I like him more than Neil Brown, but Neil Brown is fighting for his job. If he loses this week's game, I don't know that he just, he's there for next year. I think uh, Frank Signetti Jr., the OC for Pitt, is going to be fighting for his job too. Oh, yeah. I That was the, terrible. It's been a rough two years for him, especially – like I said, like KP kind of bailed out Narduzzi, like, but they had Mark Whipple before Frank Signetti, and Mark Whipple was like a spread offense, like aired out type. Frank Signetti yeah. is like a 1900s OC, like let's get in the eye formation with the fullback and like try and run the ball. Like they'll never see what's happening. Oh, bootleg! Which is, like it's like, dude, yeah, it's, it's 2023, Frank. It's time. It's time to move on. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he'll be gone. You think Narduzzi's going to leave? I mean, Pitt could be a dumpster fire next year. Wouldn't that be something? Pitt fans were so high after KP carried them to New Year Six. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely trouble in paradise in Oakland over there. I think I don't know. It's it's such a fascinating topic to talk about Pitt football. Like it's just like. It's like, dude, what are you guys doing? Yeah, it's but like, then dude, they, they have all the, that, they have and all then the go out and beat a top ten team. They have all the resources in the world, bro. 
and they don't yeah, use them. They, they don't use they don't them. They have their own stadium. Dude, it doesn't matter. You got Aaron Donald as an alum. You got Larry Fitz as an alum. You got Darrell Revis as an alum. And, like, they don't use any of it. Nor they didn't do even you. win anything with those guys, though. I know. I know. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, that name value can is, like, enticing for de- developed yeah. here. But it's, like, Narduzzi's, like, such so ignorant, like, he like he's takes he takes way. shots at he takes shots at like the Big Ten like left and right. It's like, dude, you just lost to a team that was in the American last year. Like, chill out. Yeah, <laughs> that lost their entire team and yeah, their coach and their head coach. It's like, it's like, dude, like you're not you're not who you think you are. Yeah, I mean, it, it that'll be a very interesting game to watch. I mean. I think it's going to be a terrible good game if that makes sense. Oh yeah, it might be like 10 it might be like 10-7. Because yeah. like Pitt's going to get pressured on pressure on um Garrett Green and Garrett Green can only pass if he has a clean pocket. So if that. <laughs> So like if the pocket's not clean, they're not going to be able to be able to move the ball through the air and like what Pitt's just going to like load up the box, leave their corners on an island. Like that's pretty much how I see that going down, and I don't know what Pitt's yeah. gonna do on offense. Yeah, I don't know. It, no, it's uh, like the biggest question mark of the week is a perfect way to put it. Dude, you know what's funny? You go you go on Twitter, and you go to like the the replies to Pitt's like stuff, and you're like, I never lived. I never thought I'd live in the world where I wish I had Slovis instead of Phil. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, that's how fast like the Pitt fans switched on Phil. Like, I know, and, like, and if he, he wins this week and plays good, they'll be back on his train. Yeah, but I don't know. His comments at the post game presser didn't help him. Yeah, it's like he's like he thinks it's like the grown men like booing him. It's like, dude, it was your own student section booing you, bro. <laughs> it, it was your it was your peers it was your peers booing you. Like, and they yeah, and like half the student section left at like at half. Like, come on now. I don't know. I still think Pitt might be able to pull it off, but we'll get to that I, later. I do too, because I have uh, I have other reasons for that. Uh, we're just gonna talk about this briefly. Uh, Colorado State at Colorado. Colorado's minus twenty three and a half. I wouldn't be surprised by the time I like looked at the line versus now if it hasn't moved. Yeah, it's probably like twenty five now. It's uh, yeah. I think uh, I'll take a quick look. But for you guys that don't know, Colorado State's coach, out of nowhere, like, it's like, all right, it's Colorado State at Colorado. I get it, like, in-state rivalry. But, like, unenticed, like, Colorado hasn't said anything about Colorado State. He goes on, like, a little, like, local, like, radio show, and he says – like literally unenticed, like they didn't really ask him about it. He goes, he just goes, yeah. I I I sat down with ESPN, and the first thing I said was, I take off my hat and I take off my glasses because that's what my mom taught me when you talk to grown ups. Like what? Yeah, <laughs> just like, taking a shot at Dion for like no reason at all. Like like they didn't ask him about it. Like he just like said he just like said it like randomly. It's like yeah, I mean he's just set up to get his ass beat. Dude, that's a such a late game. It's 10, 10 p.m. kick. Yeah, 
I think, uh, yeah, Colorado's going to murder them. I Yeah, I have Colorado by literally any line that, like, anything. I think, uh, no, they're still 23 and a half, but I don't know. I think Colorado wasn't, like, like, obviously they're, like, excited, but I didn't think, like, you know, next week they have a big game against Oregon. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, let's just get this game over with. But then the guy just had to open up his mouth. And it's funny, like, people pulled up, like, clips at, like, a press conference, and he had that freaking visor on. <laughs> yeah, I don't – I mean, he's – they were already going to get killed, but now they actually have motivation. I can't wait till the whole Colorado team comes out with, like, hats and sunglasses pregame. <laughs> I'll be after the game. I'll, I'll be surprised. us. Yeah. Well, you know that's happening. Like, that's happened every week. You know, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. That post that post game handshake between uh, Dion and him is going to be interesting. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Um, little tad bit. Oregon State has covered 13 straight covers at home and then nine straight covers overall. Just a little tidbit. I bet that ends very soon now that it's put out. You said that. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, we're going to get into our picks. Week three. Sam's Uh, holding a nine and four overall record. Tell us about your uh, board this week. All right, my favorite play of the week, Maryland minus 14 and a half, playing at home against Virginia. I think they, they're able to run the ball. I think they control the game, and they get out to an early lead and never let it go. Uh, Penn State minus 14 and a half. I think they come out good, handle business at Illinois. Uh, Mississippi State at home against LSU. I think it's a close game, but ultimately LSU pulls away late, but like, I think they still cover the nine and a half. I'm taking Mississippi State plus nine and a half. Missouri money line, as we already talked about, against Kansas State. And I did say that Kansas State lost a lot, but I was talking mostly about Deuce Vaughn and that offense because they did return, like, I think it was like nine super seniors or something like that. But they, the Deuce Vaughn was the main point of their offense last year, and Missouri's defense is really good. I, I think Missouri ends up winning that game. Uh, Wisconsin minus 20 against uh, – who is it? Georgia Southern. I think they roll after last week's disappointing loss. And uh, my final game is Duke minus 18.5 against Northwestern. We'll see if you uh, carry on the winning record. My record yeah. is 0-0 uh, zero and zero starting this week. So this week you will be – seen all green from me nothing but green uh i actually like a lot of games this weekend but i'm trying to like limit it but there's a lot that i like penn state minus 14 and a half already talked about it i just don't think illinois has anything to offer them uh kansas state minus three and a half i think i think um i just like it i'll keep it like that i like it a lot uh then Colorado minus whatever the spread ends up. I might even go alternate spread freaking minus like 30. That's how that, like I think I think that's gonna be that. And then I have a little three lake uh money line parlay that I like that comes out to be plus 1251. I like Florida money line plus 198, Pitt 
money line plus 120 and Purdue money line plus 106. I like that a lot. And then let's get into our team card, which is uh, plus 615 if you lay it. We got UNC minus four and a half first half versus Minnesota. TCU versus Houston over the 63 and a half. And then Washington minus nine and a half first half spread against Michigan State. Yep, Good. pretty much. Yeah. All right. Uh, little movement in the AP top 25. Really don't care about rankings till it comes to like November, December. Uh, they really don't mean anything, especially the AP. Like the AP is kind of like meaningless these days because yeah, and the college football playoff yeah it's does it meaningless. But uh, Ohio State dropped to six. Texas obviously moved up, but nothing. Miami cracked the top twenty-five. I was in there, rounding off the top twenty-five. Um, Kyle McCord named the full-time starter now, so no more, no, no more of like Devin Brown's gonna get reps in like the game type. So yeah, obviously saw that coming. Kyle doesn't have to worry about his job being on the line. And next week, his first, his first test because Marcus Freeman is known for his like defensive schemes. And last yeah. year, last year, uh, Notre Dame pretty much limited Ohio State's offense through there. Um yeah, they just could they not just, do anything on offense. Well they they were playing it was basically like we're not gonna let anything past us. Like you you're gonna yeah, have to I'm, you're gonna I'm have to check Notre it out. Dame. I meant Notre Dame couldn't do anything on offense to oh, yeah, well, well Notre Dame couldn't do anything on offense either. It yeah. was kind of, it was kind of like a boring game, especially with JSN getting hurt literally on like the first drive. Yeah. And then we it was, never it was a boring never, good game. Yeah, then we never saw him again. Um, <laughs> Texas is back, right? Yeah, ready, they're back. You, you ready to say it? Yeah, they're back. Texas, we the, we were we wanted to say it like two weeks ago. Te- Texas to the to the playoff. Um. Yeah, I I can see it happening because I think they can drop one regular season game and still get in the playoff. If they win the Big Twelve, yeah. In my in my prediction, I did have Texas to the playoffs. So just just to <laughs> just to say, um, you buying or selling Narduzzi to Michigan State? I'm selling it. I, I don't think he's going to leave Pitt. Probably not. I, I think mean, he finishes up the season pretty well, at least in Pitt standards, like what, eight like, wins. Eight and four, eight and four. The classic, the the pit special. You know, that's pretty much where you can mark them each year. Eight and four, getting the quick lane bowl and dominate, dominate a Mac (laughs) team. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Uh, just some final things to wrap us up here. Don't sleep on this weekend's uh, games. I think we're gonna have some bangers. Yeah, I think. Now looking at it like in depth, I think we could get a lot of good games. I mean, it might not mean a whole lot towards the end of the year, like next week's gonna do, but I think they, there could be some really good games. I mean, what if this weekend's up better than next week? You know, it could, it could, but next weekend has a lot of really good teams going <laughs> against each other. Yeah, 
Uh, so a little preview of uh next week. We got Ohio State traveling to South Bend to take on Notre Dame, UCLA at Utah, Oregon State at Washington State, Florida State at Clemson, Ole Miss at Alabama, Colorado at Oregon, Iowa at Penn State, uh, UNC at Pitt. <laughs> you know how to sneak that one in. That could be a game that that's like a game Narduzzi wins though. Yeah, this this week's like a game he loses like in like heartbreaking like dumb fashion. Yeah, and then, and then everybody and then that, writes him off and comes back and beats UNC. Yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. Um, yeah, next week I don't know. Are you going up to the whiteout for Iowa? No, I'm I'm not going to be there because I'm thinking about going to the Michigan game later on in the year. Yeah. I don't know. This is like a game. This is like a slate of games where you just don't want to miss. Yeah, it's these games are going to like it's going to tell a lot for the rest of the season. Like if Notre Dame beats Ohio State, Ohio State could very well. That could be their playoff hopes done. Yeah. And like Oregon State, Washington State, I mean. But is it, though, because it's a tough uh, it'd be the top like. At the end yeah, of the season, it would be a top If they loss. just drop – if they drop one to, like, Penn State or Michigan, oh, they're yeah. done. Yeah, then they're walking on very thin ice, but yeah. Yeah, like, they would have to win out. Yeah, I agree. Ole Miss can end Alabama this year. I just – Ole Miss doesn't – I don't think Ole Miss has what it takes. I don't think to, it's going to happen. I think it's going to be a classic, like, save and blowout game. Yeah, but... I don't I don't think Ole Miss has what it takes to challenge Bama in the ways Texas did. I think Clemson could get back in the thick of things with trying to pull off an upset. Wouldn't that be I something? Mean, it'd, it'd end all the Florida State hype. Yeah, I mean, next week can tell a lot. I mean, Clemson can crawl their way back. They have a tough enough schedule to, like, win some games and crawl back. Yeah, oh, I mean, the opportunities are there, but... I don't think it's... Yeah. Well, we'll save that for next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just a little... Little tease. Um, so we have we're gonna just there's a football game on tonight, guys. You got primetime Kirk going to Philly, Eagles minus six and a half. Eagles are without a lot, so like out Gainwell and who else? Uh, is Brad Bradbury. Oh, yeah, he's uh, uh, I think I saw something else too, uh, but I don't know. Pro- <laughs> Remember, didn't primetime Kirk get smoked against the Eagles um, last, last year? It was yeah. bad. It was bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think I think primetime might redeem himself. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I would I would lay I'm laying the six and a half with the Eagles tonight. Yeah, I like that. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much all that we got. Um. This week, I feel like each episode we're getting a little better. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's all about the reps, you know. Podcasting is <laughs> not easy. Not easy. <laughs> it's it's not easy to sit up here and and record your conversations and talk. You know, not easy at all. But um, that's gonna wrap us wrap us up here for episode fourteen of Ball Sticks and Fists. You got any final remarks, Sam? Nope. Uh, come back next week. Next week's going to be a really fun week. 
going to get some really good games this weekend too. College football always delivers. So yeah, we're going to try and get that recap out for you guys. Um, so probably Tuesday. Tuesday, maybe, maybe Sunday. Yeah, just just kidding. Uh, I don't know. Trying to get into more of a schedule of things like this week we recorded a recap, but it just it just just want to convert. So trying to trying to trying to do our best over here, but that's gonna wrap us here at Ball Sticks and Fist EP fourteen is a wrap. It's your favorite show without an intro. Peace.